Hi, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of Laboring in Employment, a monthly podcast series on employment law issues. I'm Wendy. And I'm Clarence. We are part of the Simmons & Simmons employment team. Joining us today is Mei Lu. Mei is a Simmons partner based in Shanghai, and she heads up our China employment practice. Hi, everyone, and thanks for inviting me to join today. Hi, May. It's great to have you on. We have asked you to join us today because we know that there are some significant upcoming changes to the data protection regime in China, and these are expected to be implemented in the future. That's right, and I know exactly what you are referring to, so let me jump straight in. The draft personal information protection law was recently published by the Chinese government. In addition to setting up most comprehensive requirements on personal information to date, the PIP law also proposes specific requirements for cross-border transfer of personal information. No timelines have been given for the enactment of the PIP law yet. How will the PIP law sit within the existing framework of laws which govern data protection in China? Uh, as you probably know, our data protection laws are currently scattered throughout various pieces of legislation. Once enacted, the P PIP law, together with our cybersecurity law and relevant sections in the civil code, will form the main personal data protection laws within the PRC. So, May, can you talk us through the main features of the PIP law? Sure. The PIP law deals specifically with personal information, which is any information related to a natural person, but excludes, excludes any anonymized information. The PIP law supplements the civil code by setting out more detailed rules regarding various matters. For example, the key principles and the requirements which apply to the processing and the cross-border transfer of personal information. I should also point out that the PIP law is intended to have extraterritorial effect. Besides applying to organizations and individuals within the PRC who handles personal information, it's also intended to apply to any organization out of the PRC which handles personal information for the purpose of A, providing goods or services within the PRC, B, analyzing the behavior of any person within the PRC, or C, in any other circumstances as may be stipulated by the law. This sounds very broad. What is the mechanism by which the PIP law seeks to protect an individual's personal information? The PIP law adopts a consent-based approach to the handling of personal information and requires data handlers to obtain express consent from a data subject. To amount to express consent, the data handler must first explain, amongst other things, the purpose of the collection and the ways in which the personal information will be handled. Thanks, May. This is really interesting. While Singapore also adopts a, a similar consent-based approach, um, our Personal Data Protection Act does not always require express consent. In certain cases, deemed consent is also permissible. And the PDPA also sets up various exceptions to the requirement to obtain consent for the handling of personal data. There are also similar exceptions on the PIP law, for example, where the handling of personal information is in the public interest, essential to perform a contract or carry out statutory responsibilities or to respond to emergencies. 
I see. The PIP law seems pretty aligned with the PDPA in this regard. Yes, the PIP law actually goes further. The PIP law provides additional protection for sensitive personal information, which is defined as personal information which, if disclosed or used improperly, could lead to serious harm to a data subject. I guess this is similar to the category of sensitive personal data under the EU's General Data Protection Regulation. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. The data handler must explain the necessity of handling such sensitive personal information and the impact which the handler handling is likely to have on the data subject. Now, as the PIP law adopts a consent-based approach to the handling of personal information, um, is it possible for a data subject to withdraw such consent? And if so, what are the consequences of doing so? Yes, a data subject has the right to withdraw consent to the handling of personal information. In such a case, the data handler must delete irrelevant personal information. Within the context of the employment relationship specifically, do you think that's likely to have an adverse impact on a company's ability to employ the individual? Um, I give an example in Singapore. It is fairly common for data privacy notices to state that if an employee withdraws consent, such withdrawal may render the employment relationship untenable and give the employer the right to terminate the employment. Yes, uh, the position in the PRC is similar. If the relevant personal information is essential for performing the employment contract, withdrawal of consent to the handling of such personal information is a ground for termination of employment. That, that's very good to know, May. Um, and are there any other rights which a data subject has? Yes, these rights include the access to and correction of the personal information, the deletion of personal information, and the request for an explanation on how the data handler is handling the personal information. So May, we've now talked about the operation of the PIP law within mainland China. Another important feature of the PIP law is cross-border transfers. My understanding is that these essentially deal with two things. Firstly, the transfer of personal information out of mainland China. And secondly, the handling of personal information outside mainland China. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. This is where the PIP law has extraterritorial effect. If personal information is to be transferred out of mainland China for business purposes, the data handler must meet one of several conditions. For example, passing a security assessment or entering a contract with the overseas data receipt to ensure a standard of protection that is comparable to the protections under the PIP law. Moreover, where a data handler conducts itself outside of mainland China, it must have a representative appointed within mainland China to handle matters relating to the protection of personal information. I'm aware that the GDPR also has a provision for adequacy decisions, which is um, a finding by the European Commission that a non-EU country offers levels of data protection that are equivalent to those under the GDPR. 
The PRP law, unfortunately, does not have anything along these lines. Moreover, where a data handler conducts itself outside mainland China, it must have a representative appointed within mainland China to handle matters relating to the protection of personal information. I see. Thanks very much, May. Um, I think we would just like to move on and talk briefly about data breaches, um, specifically because this is a new feature under the Singapore PDPA, which was amended earlier this year. Data handlers have a legal obligation to notify the Personal Data Protection Commission in the event a data breach occurs that results in significant harm to an affected individual or is of a significant scale. Does the PIP law set out any similar provisions? Yes, the data handler is obligated to take remedial measures and to notify relevant government departments. The data handler is also obligated to notify relevant individuals unless there's no harm created by the information leakage due to measures taken by the data handler. Just moving on to penalties for breach. We all know that the penalties for breaches of the GDPR are amongst some of the most onerous, with data handlers liable to fines of up to 20 million euros or 4% of their total global turnover, whichever is higher. And, and just to chime in, uh, the penalties under the PDPA in Singapore were also recently increased to uh, up to a million Singapore dollars, which is uh, also very high. Um, May, what about the PIP law? Uh, because the PIP law is just a draft, so we do not know much de uh, details about the penalties. But uh, in general, data handlers can be liable for fines and the confiscation of income. Data handlers could also have their business operations suspended or cancelled by Chinese authorities, and key managers or responsible persons could be held personally liable. Wow. These, these sound like fairly stiff penalties already. Um, in light of these, and I guess just to round off this very brief discussion we're having, what recommendations would you have for data handlers in mainland China going forward? Well, as you would have seen from the PIP law, laws and regulations tend to evolve very quickly here in the PRC. Data handlers such as employers should review and update relevant internal company rules regarding data protection periodically, preferably at least once a year. Data handlers should also establish internal records regarding collection and handling of personal information, including destruction process. This is all that we have time for today. Thanks, May, for joining and thank you for listening in. Yes, thank you, everyone, and special thank you to May. Uh, please stay tuned to our next episode in April. Until then, take care. <laughs>